Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Hello and welcome to Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. It's 2-1 England with two to play, but India showed their class at Trent Bridge and it's England with their familiar problems to address. Goss, Keaton Jennings, he didn't hang around for long this morning. Lots of chatter that until England sort out their openers, they will continue to struggle. So is the end in sight for Alastair? Will Jennings make it on his second coming? And what do you think about a possible recall for this man? There's an edge. That's a wicket. That was a bit short of a length and he pushed at it. We are joined by former England batsman Rob Key and we hear from Sussex Sharks' Luke Wright. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. And with me, as usual, Johnny Norman, before he goes off on his lovely trip, scouting <laughs> mission to Sri Lanka uh, for the upcoming Test Series. I know, England mate. versus Sri Lanka. I yeah. know, me and Maka. You know, um, we toured around Brazil a few years ago. And Here's one for you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it'll be, uh, I, I think it'll be quiet nights, don't you, Goffey? Well, I don't think well, we're going to be waking up with tales of 2am... Uh, um, staggering around Colombo, me and Maca. I can't no, quite see that happening. No, it's a bit different to going on a uh, a, a, a pre a pre pre trip <laughs> with Darren Goff, isn't yes. it? But it, listen, everybody's looking forward to that series. It's going to be live on Talksport yep. this winter. Um, looking forward to it. Make sure you put us in a nice little room, nice hotel Don't there worry, mate. Uh, on Don't the beach. Worry. Uh, be fantastic. Um, but this series, um, Johnny, um, yep. England uh, versus India, I think it's just starting to liven up now. It yep. looks like India are finding the feet. This, the Bumrah coming back into the Indian side has definitely strengthened them. And they've already got a decent bowling attack, by the way. But the Bumrah situation coming in after a while out with injury, and he looked a million dollars. It surprised me, actually, because he's been in and around the India team since the World T20 2016. You know, we've seen him a lot in the IPL, mm. but that was just his fourth test match, I think, and his second Fifer. Uh, tell me a little bit about what it's like, because he's got a curious action. We know that, but it's it's more the angle, isn't it? Angle of delivery. Um, he's constantly asking questions, specifically, I suppose, the right-hander, um, spearing the ball in, and Joe Root in particular didn't know didn't seem to me to be in control or certainly confident about what balls to play and what balls to leave. We've got one who's very, very similar in this country. Go on. Right, called Porter. 
who has a sim- very similar action, believe it or not, leans mm. away, angles it into the batsman, and he just holds it off the seam and nips away, and he gets a lot of people caught in the slips. And if it goes straight on, he gets them through the gate and bowled. We've got one very similar. But on the on the Bumrah situation, let me just talk to him about him. 20 years ago, right? 20 years ago, he would not have got through any system, especially in this country, in the UK, with, with that action. He yeah. wouldn't have got through the system, right? Thankfully, thankfully now we've gone off the rule book. We've gone out of the um, uh, the coaching manual uh, stages, and we now um, teaching people or coaching people to be natural. Whatever's natural to them, as long as they're not getting injuries, that's your natural action. There you go. And he is absolutely very, very difficult to face. You look at the guys around this uh, system, Murrithrin, unbelievable uh, to face with an unorthodox action. You could call it that. You've got people like Malinga the Slinger. Unorthodox action, comes from a, um, a, an odd angle, very hard to face. Drags you across your stumps, gets you out with a full ball, in-swinging full ball, LBW bold. Now, Bumrah's the same. He, he moves around on the crease, he has an open chest. It looks like he's putting his fingers across the ball, and it does, like I say, it's looking to come in, but he somehow manages to get the ball to go the other way. Very, very difficult to face, and he's quicker... He's quicker than people think. Yeah, that's mm. the thing. They've suddenly got a bit more pace than England have got. Every, the stats. Look at the stats of that last Test match. Bumrah, Sharma, Shami and Panja were all quicker than any of our bowlers in the game. It goes in a, they did it in an order. Their four quicks, and then it was our four quicks in order. And they're, all their four bowlers, even Panja, were quicker than all our four. Couldn't believe that when I saw that stat. Uh, Sharma's impressed me as well. Um, not all about paces, and there's there's experience there. There's a, mm. he's, he's, and also the benefit, I suppose, of playing four day cricket in the lead up to this well, series. There you go. Well, you know my thoughts on that. I don't believe we should be letting anyone play before a series, mm. and it'll happen next year. Uh, we'll have the Aussie guys all playing um, before that series starts, and it really bothers me. But. Uh, People say, oh, what are you moaning at? It makes county cricket stronger. No, it doesn't. It makes the opposition uh, stronger. They wouldn't be entertaining our boys just before a series. It just wouldn't happen. Um, I can understand it with one-day stuff, but not, not the four-day. And Sharma's definitely benefited from being at Sussex, bowling on English-type pitches. You can see he's got his lines and his lengths. You remember last time he came over here, it was a bit raw, a bit yeah. wet behind the ears. He was all over the shop. Went for too many. This time he's got his control, he knows the lengths, he knows the lines, and that comes from experience of bowling in English conditions and playing for Sussex. And um, that's what happens. And then it's happening more and more where the opposition now want the guys to come over. And that's why Corley was going to play for Surrey. Mm. Um, It didn't happen. Um, but it's not bothered him, has it? I was I mean, going to say, can you imagine how many runs he would have scored if he'd had uh, a month's county cricket? I mean, he's been exceptional. Best player in the world. Best player the in the best world player. now. I think he he's, he's solved it. He's solved that uh, issue now, without a doubt. Best player in the world. I think across all three formats, absolutely yep. undisputed best player in the world. I think Steve Smith, you can hold him up as a test batsman, parity, I think. Um, but in terms of being able to to modify his game and his technique, and you know, we hear a lot about players not being able to play test cricket because there's too much ODI 20 over stuff but Virat Kohli is proof yeah. that actually you can well that's this is how you should play um, we should be bottling um, his innings both innings at Trent Bridge and saying this is how you build and play in test cricket this is how you there's do there's a method there's a method now Butler uh, did it as well he did. in the second innings and showed he can do it. Stokes did it to a certain extent as well. 
where he just was totally focused on defence, realising they were going to lose the game. And it showed if you really dig in, you can do it. Now, we can't solve technical issues that Cook's got at this moment in time and Jennings have got at this moment in time. They've got technical... Uh, technical problems Uh, Cook has just not played enough cricket he's not uh, been out in the middle long enough and he just doesn't look like getting a run now if Cook gets past 40-50 he'll probably go and get a double I'm I'm absolutely convinced because with Cook all he needs is time out in the middle and he's just not had it he's just not had it you look at his scores over the the last um, few years and they've just not been good enough I went through some of his innings on drive and he's had 350s in 26 innings Yep. Anybody else is a goner. Absolutely. It's a, it's a point that I flagged up a couple of years ago. You could see it's diminishing returns for Cook, and unfortunately so it's proved. Let's hear, actually, uh, from Joe Root and Trevor Bayliss, the, uh, the captain and coach of England, speaking about uh, Alastair Cook needing to score runs again. He's a world-class performer. He's, you know, he's proven that time and time again. And actually quite like you to write him off because every time he's written off, he comes back and scores a double hundred. I think we have to be realistic about these things. You look at both sides, both uh, sets of top order have struggled. Um, and you know, it, it's, it might be that, that that's the case again through in Southampton, that the only thing that you can do is try and find ways of counteracting that and find a way to adapt your game to perform well and score runs in these conditions. Um, there's no one with more experience in, currently in, in test cricket than him um, so I'm sure he'll be call, calling upon all of that going into that game and giving himself the best chance Cookie, he has not changed his demeanour whatsoever you wouldn't know, know it was any difference between now and when, and when he's scoring plenty of runs he still practices um, as hard if not harder than everyone else uh, I mean you watch him play in, in the nets and he's actually striking the ball quite nicely his feet move well I wouldn't necessarily was out of form. He's still hitting the ball well. He's out of he's obviously out of runs, um, out in the middle. But he's giving himself every opportunity. Practices hard, and he and he still plays a you know an active role in um, you know his position in the team. There's Joe Root and Trevor Bayliss. Uh, Goffey, how much of this weighs heavily? Do you think on the man himself, Alistair Cook? Love Alistair Cook. I say you you don't get this many runs in Test cricket um, without being a good player. But I totally disagree with Trevor Bayliss there. I'll go through it again. Scores of 29, 17, 21, 13, 0, 46, 70, 1, 2, 14, 5, 2, 39, 10, 2, 4, 4, 7, 14, 37, 16, 2, 7, 10, 17, 11, 23, 2, 4, 3. <laughs> that's his scores, right? Playing for England of late. Now, you're telling me that's not... A, when he says there, he doesn't look like a player out of form. Mm. You only have to look at them stats. You can't... There's only so many times you can say it's not a player in form. I think the biggest problem he's had, I really do, not enough cricket. Not enough cricket. Should have played for Essex. At the start Should have played season. for Essex. He only plays test matches. Let's just think about this. But we have, we have... In another 10, 20 years, we'll probably get it right. But at the minute, Cook... Anderson and Broad are the first cricketers have become millionaire cricketers through the system, as in central contracts. KP became a millionaire through IPL and stuff like that. But mm. those three have been central contracted now for, what, 15 years? Yeah. Earning good money f- for doing it. And they've been well looked after. Hardly playing any county cricket, especially Alistair Cook when he was captain, now Alistair Cook, the senior player. They just only play if they want to. And Alistair Cook has got a family now. He loves being on the farm, and that's how he chills out. And there's nothing wrong with that mm. if you get him runs. 
but he's not getting runs. And at some point, somebody's going to say to him, whether it be Joe Root and say, Joe, Joe's going to say to him, sorry, Alistair, I want you playing for Essex. You've got to get some runs out in the middle. We can't keep going through runs of scoring patterns like that, which are not good enough. You take out them two doubles. I know, mate. I mean, he'd be averaging about four. And that, and that Melbourne track was one of the flattest pitches. It was rated poor. It got, a, I think it got a demerit point yeah, or whatever grounds get these days. And when you look at the rest of the scores in that uh, that game, you know, there were hundreds for, for two or three other players. So uh, problems for England and for Cook. They're not going to go away. Uh, anytime soon you don't think uh, but plenty more to talk about on the show we've got former England batsman and Sky Pundit Rob Key joining us very shortly you're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2 online and on DAB Digital Radio Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2 So 2-0 up going to Trent Bridge. Uh, all seemed well with the England camp. Uh, leaving out Sam Curran, such was the riches of, uh, of all-round talent. Uh, and then it came to the third test, and it was India, who, uh, who showed how to bat, I suppose, in English conditions, uh, taking the game by 203 runs. And it means that uh, it's England with a few uh, questions to ponder. The series is very much alive, which is great for the neutral. Um, but it's, it's the selection of the third, or rather the fourth test, that uh, is really under the spotlight. And I'm pleased to say, to help us work out exactly what England are going to do, is uh, the former England batsman and Sky Sports pundit, Rob Key. Rob, thanks for joining us on the show. Um, you How are you going? Yeah, very well, very well. You were at Trent Bridge uh, broadcasting for Sky. Um, it was a, it was a masterclass from Coley at times, wasn't it? But also some fantastic uh, bowling from the likes of Panja, who uh, we weren't sure could quite do it at the test level, uh, and Bumrah, who we, uh, we knew could. But um, it's now England with a few problems going towards that fourth test at the Aegeus Bowl. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, as you say, England 2 0 up, and then India come out. Let's be honest. If you were a neutral, it's quite a good result because it makes the series much more interesting. Uh, but England do have a few question marks about it the way that the batsman played the swinging ball. And I think more importantly, the way the Indian players played the swinging ball, not just Kohli. For the first two tests, you just saw everything hinged on Kohli. But I thought the way the openers, they found a way. So if you go it man for man, the openers are looking better touch than England's openers. Then you obviously have the likes of Coley, Pajara, who have now got Pajara, who's now got runs. Um, and you start comparing them to the England batting lineup. You'd say there's a few more in better nick than what the England players are. So with that, they're just slightly ahead. I just have them slightly ahead, but it could mm. all change very quickly at the Aegeus spot. Rob, I mean, you've seen how uh, Test cricket has, has changed over the years from the old days where people dug in, wanted to bat for a day and a half. But now with the introduction of T20 cricket, we've got these players wanting to score. They want it boundaries, early doors in their innings. We see Ollie Pope coming to the Test scene, wanting to hit a boundary, first, second ball. I mean, but we, we saw in the last innings, but players can still do it if they really want to and applicate, put the application in because you look at some of the innings the last test Corley in both innings was absolutely outstanding Rehan uh, with the 81 were brilliant and then you look at Stokes and Butler are they dug in that second innings so it's in there somewhere for these players they've just got to be more disciplined 
Oh, absolutely. And that's what I just think. There's a lot of nonsense spoken about. Whether you play shots too much, whether you block it, we need someone who can block it. You would remember, Goffey, it's not changed. You had some unbelievable bowlers back in your day. People just found a way. Sometimes you might go out and you might get a 100 off 130 balls. No matter who you were, you just have a day when it hits the middle of the bat. You might have other times where the bowler's not bowling you a bad ball at any stage. So you might take a day to get a 100. You just find a way. And Butler and Stokes showed that they're not just playing one way, that it's dependent on what the bowlers do and the conditions. So you try and work it out and you play accordingly. You don't just try and fit in. So, oh, do you know what we need? We need four Chris Tavrays now to come in <laughs> and block the life out of the ball. And then what happens is they don't do anything. You go, well, we need some Ben Stokes to come in and play shots. No, no, you pick your best players and you tell them to adapt to the conditions and play accordingly. If it's your day and they bowl you a load of rubbish, smack it out of the park. If they bowl well, then you just have to leave and play well. Just, but that's, that's the problem, though, is it, Rob? Isn't that the problem, though? We haven't had, we've got good players, there's no doubt about that, but they haven't been able to work the conditions out quick enough and adapt. But they showed in that last test, in the losing test match, but we can do it. Yeah, and I, I think they can. You'd argue that England's two biggest stroke makers in Stokes and Butler showed exactly how they do it. And the other thing, Coley, Coley as well. Now, they always have intent, these people. I don't think it's a case of you just got to look to hang around and bat time. you just got to wait for the bad ball and put it away. And if it's not in your area, just leave it, do whatever you can. Try and keep it as simple as possible. And they have to find The conditions have been tough. There's no mistake about that, especially for the openers. But they just have to somehow find a way. And let's hope they do it at the Aegeus Bowl. Rob, do you expect England to go in with the same bowling lineup uh, at the Aegeus Bowl as we saw at Trent Bridge? Yeah, I think there's a big problem. I think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens. Now, Ben Stokes wasn't going to play in the quarter final against Sussex and then eventually he ends up playing but not being able to bowl and then when you saw him bowl at Trent Bridge a couple of days before that he didn't look like he was at his absolute best now that hinge has a massive difference on the way that you know the makeup of their team because if Stokes can't bowl he's full of lotted overs which might be 25 in a day then you might have to change the balance so it's going to be interesting to see how they do it. So much depends on Ben Stokes. If Ben Stokes is fit and fully fit, I assume that they'll keep the same bowling attack. And what about the batting? I think it's all obviously dependent on Bairstow's uh, broken finger. But when you look at his stats, quite remarkable. His last 40 tests that he's kept, he averages over 40. And if you look at the test before um, he, he played, before he started keeping wicket, he averages under 30. So they're interesting stats in itself, aren't they? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I've always been a, uh, a believer that Bairstow is our best number four, uh, and you, you, you have him, you have him coming in there. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't have him keeping. I'd have Butler do it. It's mm. not fair on Bairstow, but I don't think international cricket's about being fair. It's about picking the best team and the best makeup to do the job. Mm. Rob, you were part of a uh, a pretty fine slip cordon at times when uh, when NASA would allow you to go in there alongside Freddie. Um, what's what? What do you put down England's drop chances to? Is it a rotating slip cordon? Is it batsmen under pressure, and so they're not feeling confident, or is it something completely different? 
No, I just think it's just they haven't got as good a catch as in there as you like. I've never seen anyone who's not, you're either a natural slipper or you're not. Uh, people like Carl Hooper, they could just catch pigeons in there, Freddie Flintoff. They haven't got people as good as that. And in that regard, you're inconsistent. Do you think if Rory Burns was a right-hander, he would have been in the side? Or do you think England are so desperate yeah. to, to change that uh, dominance of left-handers within their opening partnership? I mean, Hasib Hamid, of course, form fell off the uh, off the uh, the back of the room. But uh, do you think that's something that, again, the selectors are pondering about? Or is it just a case that they've pretty much used up every single opportunity over the last three years? And here we are again. Yeah, I just think that at the moment there's not a time when people are churning out runs. I think Rory Burns may well have ended up opening if he was a right-hander. But also, you can't go back to the days of the 90s where you're chopping and changing. Goffey and those boys had it pretty tough. You know, one bad game and you're out. You know, in tough conditions, you give them the rest of the series. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Rob. That's uh, Rob Key there from Sky Sports. Um, and you can follow Sky and Rob Key throughout the Vitality Blast finals day and, of course, the last two test matches of the summer. Uh, talking about slip catches, let's hear what Trevor Bayliss, the England coach, had to say. To be honest, we've got no real answers. I mean, we, we do a lot of practice, you know, um, a lot of balls, a lot of work on technique. It's got to be down to confidence. You, know, you drop one or two and under the spotlight of... Um, you know, international cricket and the, the coverage that uh, is given these days. Um, you know, clashing of guys' faces when they do happen to drop one. Now it's not the, it's not the easiest thing, but that's the world we live in. Um, yeah, we're, we're certainly not going to give it away, and the only way out of it is to keep practicing hard. And um, like a, like someone out of form with a bat, it will it will it will turn around um, if we keep working hard and keep believing that. Uh, you know, that that we, we, we can turn it around. It is a strange one, isn't it? Uh, he don't fill me with confidence. No. Yeah. He, he just doesn't fill me with confidence uh, when he talks. It's, it's almost riddles. Uh, but when it comes out of the slip fielders, right, mm. you need the best slippers in there. You need consistency. When we had consistency, we had good slippers. We had Alex Stewart keeping wicket. We had Thorpe at first. Uh, either Freddie or Hickey. Uh, second, whoever was, depend what era uh, of my career it was in, um, and they were both bucket hands. And then at third, you had NASA, um, and it, you had you had that consistency in there. And Butch obviously came in if he was playing. Like I said, depending on the era and uh, mm. the, the time of my career. So we knew our best slip fielders. I don't think we do. Well, we do know our best slippers, but they they're not. They're, they're not in the slips. They bowl. Jimmy Anderson would be a brilliant slipper. He bowls. What, what about Chris Wokes? I always thought maybe he could be. Well, a... he bowls and Stokes bowls. So the best catchers are actually bowling. So they don't want him in there. Joe Root didn't want to do it because he's captain, um, which I don't. I do. It's well, his but this choice. So Johnny Bairstow won't be able to do it because he's got a broken finger, even if Butler keeps. Yeah. So we come down to Cook's our only option, really. And he's dropped, I think, is it 35% um, I, over the past few I years? I saw a statistic that he's. Statistically, he's the worst. He's got the worst record. Well, he was when he played at Essex. Um, if you ask uh, Ronnie, um, <laughs> yeah. who we played there, he, he went in there and he used to drop a lot. And it, it just happens. It's, it, it's such a difficult situation. You want consistency in your slips because there's nothing worse as a fast bowler where you're running in. It's all right if you're playing on these pitches where they're getting a chance every five overs. <laughs> well, you're getting when you're playing, in there, aren't you? When you've got a Sri Lanka, if one gets nicked, Oof. you want it caught. Especially if you're a seaman, because the pitchers are not going to suit the seam bowlers. So you, if if you nick one off with a new ball, it's got to stick. 
so we need to make sure everything's fine there. So is there going to come a point where we look at selection and we're looking around for batsmen who are good fielders in the slip now? I mean, is it going to come to that? Well, it does seem a bit strange that our best second slip is at mid-off or mid-on and our best third slip is in the, at the point region because Stokes, if you listen to what Paul Farbray said, I think we played it out on the show, he's, uh, he doesn't go in the slips because he wants to be involved in the game more. He likes playing at points. So, you know, you do have a problem, I think, with, uh, you, if, if that's your slip cordon and your best two don't want to be in there and so on, um, your best wicketkeeper batsman in Butler isn't a wicketkeeper batsman because Johnny Bairstow doesn't want to give up the gloves. It's like you've got to put the team first at times and I'm not sure that's always the case. Uh, plenty more to talk about on the show. It's Darren Goss Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bimbingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on Talk Sport 2. Well, man, we haven't talked about so far on the show, Goffey. James Vince, uh, a recall, a third recall, back in the side, uh, if Johnny Besto doesn't play. Um, thoughts on that, really, I suppose. Um, there was some surprise, but then there wasn't, because Ed Smith has certainly made uh, selection announcements a lot more interesting than they were. But Vince, have we kind of been here before? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how Ed Smith's had time to watch, uh, to know how James Vince is playing, because I can't get him away from a test match. <laughs> it's true. He's not supposed to be there watching the test. He's I supposed don't... to be there watching county cricket, so we know who to select. But we can't get him and James Taylor away from the test. Hospitality suite with ECB at the in minute. The, in their sunglasses. They do oh. look villainous, don't they? Two Unbelievable. Uh, Steve um, Harmison, quite critical, actually. I'm not sure if you saw it should be. the comment piece he wrote saying, hang on, wasn't the point of getting the chairman and selector in to do Trevor Bayliss's job during the test? Because Bayliss has to be there. Why aren't they uh, Why aren't they out there watching county cricket? Spot on. Spot on. But they're there in the ECB box, full hospitality all day, sitting on the front row. <laughs> Uh, getting seen. They should be out and about doing the hard work watching county cricket, watching the young players out there who could possibly play in Sri Lanka this winter or 
be going to the West Indies. Now, they're not doing that. They just saw they're going on the stats. So, yet again, it's a stats uh, selection. That's why he got the job in the, uh, the first place. James Vince, to be fair, is a player. He scored runs in county cricket. Second day's run scoring in yeah. Division 1, right, if we're going to be honest about it. He's got 300s this year at nearly 60. So, his stats stack up. Now, if this would have been James Vince's first call-up of, of bringing back into the side after the first time he got dropped... Everybody would have said, yeah, he's ready. It's the right decision to come now. But he played test, didn't he? I think he played seven to start with. Um, he, didn't, he didn't get a run. Uh, first seven tests, he, I think he played in um, 2016. Yeah. He hardly got a run. Came back for the Ashes. Um, and there was a huge amount of surprise surrounding that. Yeah, but then his last test innings, he got 76 against New Zealand. New Zealand, yeah. And then he got dropped after that. Which I, I thought, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> so he got dropped after his um, 76, which was a good innings, uh, by the way, in New Zealand when he got brought back in. And he got told he had to go away and build innings that influenced the game. Now, he did that. The last time out, he scored two scores, didn't he? A, a, a big 100, and I think he got 70 in the first innings. So he's called him up after that one game, really, uh, where he got 200-odd runs in the game, 220 runs. Now, one place I'd like to see James Vince is opening. I think in opening, he's got the technique and he plays fastballing pretty well. Is wow. the new ball. I like, wasn't expecting you to say that. Well, I just think against the new ball, is one place we might have a spot for him there. Yes, said again, we'll say he doesn't bat there for his, his county. But I could definitely see him doing that. Yeah, if well, he bats three right, think about it. Well, Battler doesn't bat for his county at all, and Rashid no. doesn't bowl for his if county. James, so. if, James, if James Bins bats three, he's in, first, he's in, in the first yeah. over anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or the second <laughs> over. So he might as well open. And technically, he's got it. He's got the technique. Do you know what? That's an. I have. I had not even considered that. And mm. right hand, left hand. Yeah. You got Vince with Cook or Jennings. Um, <laughs> you could even push Cook to three. You know, I've I've often felt that Cook should have been pushed to three. Well, if they decide at the end of this year, if Cook says that I've had enough, I just can't. But I'm 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 not averaging. I'm not myself. And and to be fair, if he has two more failures. I think he's Cook. gone. He'll, he'll retire at the end of the year, yeah, right? I, I think that you know. I think the dream is for Cook to still be there. Ashes 2019, but you know, even at his very best, it's not like he had a terrific record against Australia mm. in England, anyway. Yeah. So, 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 just listen to me for one sec on this. So, if Vince goes and opens the batting, say this winter against the new ball in Sri Lanka, good pitchers. It's a good actually bedding down for him. He's, he's, the new ball shouldn't be an issue unless they open with the wrath anyway, which they might do in yes, goal. They could do. But he plays spin quite well, James Vince. Yeah. He hasn't got an issue against spin. That means then if we do decide to go with two new openers, then you can go with another left-hander opening the bowling. So you could go with that Rory Burns, who yeah. you're always t often talking about, being a good player. So it just gives James Vince an op opportunity there. Uh, at, at the top, so th th there's there's a question mark there. It's just uh, just I've just put some out there. Mate, Does it mean I, it's going to? No, I'm I'm quite taken by that idea. Mm, well, we'd have to wait and see, wouldn't we? And the other talking point we've got to talk about is uh, Johnny Bairstow. I mean, Johnny Bairstow, top top player. Um, you heard my stat earlier uh, with Rob Key. He's he he averages 42 um, with a bat in 40 tests that he's kept wicket. Now, the 17 tests when he hasn't kept wicket, he averages under 30. Is that a concern if we suddenly start playing him just as a batsman? Well, uh, one thing I'll say about Bairstow is that he knows his game when he bats at seven. 
he comes to the crease and you know the real quality batsman and this is people who don't really understand cricket don't really understand the it's difference it's like Gilchrist situation people can say exactly. oh get him up the order Gilchrist no. Gilchrist said no I, I want to stay, stay at seven. seven when the bat bowlers are tired I can yep. come in and smash them all over exactly. the park exactly and yeah. you're, the path is clear you're either batting with the tail or you're coming in with 250 300 and the pressure's not off but it's you're not walking to the crease 110 for five, right? Mm. When you move Bairstow up the order, I find with Bairstow, uh, he's he's caught between two stalls. Well, he wants to counter, doesn't he? He wants to he wants exactly. to play shots. Exactly. Yeah. And you have to modify, or he feels he has to modify his game. He almost has to pretend to be a test batsman when he bats at four or five, because mm. it's what is being expected of him is something completely different. Bairstow is at his best when he's at seven. I feel he's not going to bat at six because Stokes bats there. The problem is, of course, is that now the clamour is for Butler to be given the gloves. Whoever, whoever is a wicketkeeper, he should bat at seven for me. Mm. And the bat, and if that means pushing Butler up the order or best up the order, doesn't matter. But whoever keeps wicket, it is an absolute nonsense to have your wicketkeeper batting at five and having a specialist batsman at seven when the damage has already been done. For all the talk about how brilliant an innings that was from Butler. England had already lost that game. That's his first test under, by the way. In four years. Yeah, third test. 23rd that, no, test. Do you know that's his first first-class century in four years? Well, that's what I mean. It's amazing. So, for the good player he is and the great player everybody talks about him being, and they purely come to that conclusion because of his 2020, uh, some of these 2020 innings he plays. Um, it's, it's not been proven on the test arena, but that no. innings, I, I, fair play to him, that innings uh, last week uh, was a belter at, at Trent Bridge, and, and he showed he can um, he can do it at this level. But we, we need to see that now. We can't wait 23 tests now for another. Well, look, there's a couple of things about Butler, right? Firstly, runs when they matter. Now, Butler's done very well this series and against Pakistan, but he has not scored many runs when they matter. He's scored runs when England have lost or when they've been in a completely dominant position. The other thing with Butler is that you cannot afford to have a luxury item like Butler as a specialist batsman at seven when you are the world's number five test team. Um, and the other thing with Butler is I want to see him do it against a new ball as well. So, yep, well done. Brilliant. It was a fantastic innings. Um, but still, I, I, I don't buy into this the narrative that Butler has proven Ed Smith to be correct by his, by his selection. Butler needs to either take the gloves and bat at seven or bat higher up the order and shape games of test cricket, not try and save them or score. And it sounds a bit cruel to say this, what are meaningless runs? Mm. Like I say, if he's keeping wicket and he averages, then, he yeah. averages what he's averaging at this moment in time, yeah. just over 30, you would yeah. say, yeah, it's decent, Absolutely. it's good, pretty good that. Uh, you'd like to see more mid-30, 36, 37, if he's keeping wicket. Uh, similar to Alex Stewart. I think Alex Stewart were what, 39, 38? Yeah. Uh, and, you know, so that's only because he probably carried on 12 months too late and his average dipped. Um, but, um, yeah, if you're keeping wicket by a seven, you, you, if you can average between 35 and 38, it, it's pretty what you'd expect, isn't it? Now, if you're batting in the top five, you've got to be averaging 40 to be classed as the elite, 40-plus. And we've only got Cook, purely because of his early career, um, averaging 45. And we've got Joe Root averaging 50. I think it's bizarre that you have someone like Butler batting at seven and you've got Ollie Pope, who's never batted higher than six, mm. coming in at four in a test game when his captain wants to bat at four. You know, it's all it's all the wrong way around. Let's hear, though, because I th I mean, you know, it's a bit ridiculous to say, but that bang on the finger, the small fracture, could have actually done England... A 
in the long term, could have done them a favour if it means that the wicketkeeper bats at seven. Let's hear what Trevor Bayliss had to say about Johnny Bairstow batting as a specialist. Johnny's a reasonable bloke. I think if that's the way we wanted to go, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure, like he wants to play Test cricket. Um, I'm sure, you know, in the in the long run, we know that he wants to keep. Um, it'll just be a, an ex, you know, a, a lot of explaining, a lot of chatting. Can you feasibly open? Is that Look, it's a little bit different to him opening in one day cricket where the wickets are nice and flat and um, you, know, you can you know, hit through the ball. Um, you know, I think he's, you know, that sort of number, four or five position, I think is you know, suits him down to the ground. So, let's get Bairstow. Specialist batsman at five. Butler at seven. Now, the last thing is here, and I was thinking about this last the night. The safety net. The problem with that, though, I know. Is the safety net I know. goes. Because what happens then, if he doesn't get runs over a series, he goes. Because then... Exactly. That's why he wants keeper. to keep him. That's why, that's why Johnny wants to keep as well. Because it's, yeah. a, it's a safety net. Of course. So, if he doesn't get a run, but he's keeping well, he stays in the side. Yeah. Um, Wokes, okay, so I was thinking about this last night in the bath, right? Exciting times. The The narrative was you cannot drop um, Wokes, Chris Wokes, after Man of the Match performance at Lords, but you can drop Sam Curran two games after he got his own Man of the Match award. That for me was the mistake. Um, surely Curran has to come in for the fourth test ahead of Chris Wokes. Um, yeah, you, you, you I'm not would saying say he will, so. um, I don't think he will, but surely he should. Yeah. Well, Surely, if Stokes if is fit. If they stick to what they said they were going to do at the start of the year, <laughs> which is the reason they brought all these in, it was yeah. they're going to be resting throughout the season. They ain't resting Anderson, let me assure you. No. The only other one they could change is Broad. Now, will they do that? Because that would be a massive statement. If they're going to leave Broad out and open the bowling with Wokes and Anderson, with Curran coming on first change and Stokes... That would be a massive call because Broad's been a great. Let me get this straight. Broad's been a great. Consistency levels have gone now and everything is going into the batsman, isn't it? The the yeah. wrist situation, he's not going to cure that now with the looks of it. The best he bowled for me was when he realised after Australia he got a technical problem. Yeah. He came home and he worked his socks off um, and he just about got it back on song but it's, it's, creep, it's crept back in and when the ball's swinging around as it did at Trent Bridge first innings, as it did at Lords, he looks a million dollars. Now, when it's not swinging around, that's when he struggles. Uh, we're going to talk a bit about Moeen Ali and also the Vitality Blast here on TalkSport 2. You're listening to Darren Goff's Cricket Week. Online and on DAB Digital Radio, Darren Goff's Cricket Week on TalkSport 2. So the fourth test gets underway at the GS Bowl on Thursday. Nice Thursday to Monday uh, test match. Uh, but we've also got, uh, well, most of the finalists for T20 finals day. Uh, been a really interesting competition, Goffey. There's been a few surprising teams. Um, uh, Sussex leaving it late, but uh, um, what a bowling lineup they've got. We're going to hear from Luke Wright very mm. shortly. But what else has caught your attention over the last week or so? Well, the first quarter final uh, was the Kent Spitfires. So I thought of, of, of they've had a terrific season, got a good uh, young side, some good experience in there as well. They've got variety uh, as well. Came up against Lancashire Lightning, who have been a bit inconsistent as as the um, tournament's gone on. 
Now, Kent only posted 133 uh, for nine, um, and Lancashire walked that, really, if we're going to be honest. There was a bit of few nerves going on because they've had a couple of close games and lost the Lightning. Um, but they got so on by um, Jennings, played a fine innings, batting at four, by the way. Batting at four. Um, mm. And Josh Butler obviously opened the batting. But the star player for them is Parkinson, the, the leggy. 23 wickets he's got in this year's competition. And he's the main reason they're at finals day. Uh, so not often I'd say this, but good luck to Lancashire after beating Kent by six wickets. And then next up we had the Durham Jets. Uh, Woody was back. Stokes played as a batsman. Wasn't enough. Um, only managed 140 yet again. Um, I thought Sussex, their bowling attack Oof. is outstanding. They've got Vice who opens the bowling. The only ball one over. They've got Tamal Mills. They've got John Archer. Um, They've Joffrey got Archer. Joffrey. Got Chris Jordan. Briggs. And Will Beer, who came in back into the side. For um, Rashid. Yeah, for Rashid, who's been their star bowler. But Beer came in and he showed. But they've got plenty on the bowling front of, of, of Sussex. And they knocked them off quite um, easily. Laurie Evans played some fantastic um, He's stuff, in good by form, the way. by the way. Um, and I think it's their first finals day for six years. Um, he's had six 50s, uh, Laurie Evans, in the Vitality Blast this season. But all the headlines went to the young... Uh, I don't know if you've seen him. Um, Delroy Rollins. Yes. He's only 20 years old. What an innings he played, by the way. Sussex won by five wickets. Yeah, but some some clean hitting, that's for sure. Uh, Somerset, Nottinghamshire, we'll find out about. But um... The other one, Gloucestershire, um, which a lot of people have been their dark horses, thought they were going to get to finals day. Not really any household names in their team. They've got the experience of Klinger in there. But yet again, didn't get enough. 136 um, for eight uh, was never going to be enough. Young Brett De La Vera. Mm. Uh, what a name that is. Um, it's, it's, is it his granddad? Yeah. It's his granddad was uh, uh, the Basil. famous. Uh, yeah, Basil De La Vera. Four for 26. Um, changed the game. Because uh, at one point... Um, I think there were 65 for none um, and ended up 97 for five when uh, Brett had cleaned up uh, their middle order. Um, and Worcestershire Rapids, uh, thanks to their overseas, Callum Ferguson, 64 not out, absolutely walked it. Um, yet again, two overs to spare. And so they'll be in finals day. Worcestershire Rapids, one by five wickets. Good luck to them. Kevin Sharp, my old mate, is the coach of them. And he's had a good year with them. Good year. Well, well, we'll um, pleased to say that uh, our very own Talksport 2's cricket reporter Sam Ellard caught up with Luke Wright to talk about uh, the success of the Sussex Sharks. Thanks very much, John. It's great to be in the company with Luke Wright. Of course, Sussex through to T20's finals day after a brilliant five-wicket win against Durham. Uh, Luke, going back to the game specifically, what were you thinking at the halfway stage when Durham batted first and posted 140 for seven? I'm delighted, to be honest. I think, you know, obviously after the start they got, um, I thought they were going to get more, at least 170 plus, really. But obviously the spinners managed to pull it back and um, walking off at halfway, you know, only chasing 140. Um, although I I knew it wouldn't be that easy because it's always, it's, you know, there's not been a, a wicket that's been a high score in there. So um, we just said, look, as long as we don't get bowled out tonight, um, we, we'll go through. And it just felt like unless we got stuck in the power play and we're, three or four down we're going to win the game so we still wanted to we still wanted to be aggressive in the power play um, but just be sensible and obviously you know Laurie's been that player for us throughout the the competition just to you know play almost the anchor role and let people play around him and um, you know it was it felt quite comfortable in the end 
Yeah, just a word on Laurie Evans. I was reading his, his stats this morning. He's played 13 matches. He's averaging 79 with a strike rate of 138. He's passed 56 times in the competition. I mean, if you're looking at the next in line for you know someone to come into the England T20 team, it surely has to be Laurie Evans. That's brilliant numbers. Oh, he's been awesome. I think it's been nice for both myself and Dizzy to we gave him a role at the top of the order. We felt that because he's someone that always needs a bit of time to get himself in and going. Um, and we felt he was wasted sort of um, the role he's played most of his career really down at sticks. So um, we, we decided we we're going to give him a go at three. And um, oh, he's, you know, he's been brilliant. He's taken it with both hands, which is great to see. Um, and as I said, he's you know he's at times he scored quickly for us when he's needed to, and other times he's he's batted through and played the sensible option. So um, it's great to see him now really coming of age, and he, he's playing beautifully, and hopefully he can do it in the finals day as well. And I guess from the bowling display, you know, Rishi Khan's been your main man for in, in, in this bin department all tournament, but Will Beer's come in. I think it was his fourth game of the competition, and you know picked up two wickets, only went for 17 runs. He was fantastic, wasn't he? He was. He's, he's great for him to step in. I think, you know, Danny Briggs has probably been our, our main man throughout the whole tournament. Obviously, Rashid is always, you know, sees the standout, but Danny's been my man. I've, I've turned to every every game, really. And um, for Biro, he's had to be patient while Rashid's there. Um, but for him to step in the way he has um, was brilliant. They were huge wickets the other day and he really got us back in the game. Because um, I think, you know, we've everyone's always talked about our seam bowling and actually the exciting thing for us is I don't think our seam bowlers have bowled anywhere near as well as they can do um, yet really which is the exciting point we've, we've finished really strongly in games and at the death they've been great but I think in the first six overs we can actually we've got area to improve um, and that's exciting for me really but um, yeah as, as with the spinners I think throughout the competition not just for Sussex every team they're, they're hugely important what was it like facing Rashid Khan in the next Luke? Did you manage to pick him at all? <laughs> to be honest, we actually by the end of it, you you, you know, there's the odd ball you don't pick, but you can, you know, we got used to picking him. But even if you pick him, it's it's still you got to play it. And I, you know, the pacey bowls, the spin, um, the bounce he gets as well. It, whether you pick it or not, it actually at times irrelevant. It's still trying to hit him is the the difficult part. Um, and he's been brilliant. You know, he's one of the hardest things we thought when he signed was I know Michael Burgess was worried about obviously keeping to him because you know you forget about that. Um, and he did extra work with him. Um, helping him pick him and everything and um, he's very open to um, you know to working with people and he's not shy of letting you pick him really I think he knows he's impossible to play at the best of times <laughs> um, but he's, he was great for us and you know we're, we're, we're still hoping he might have a chance of finals day yeah. but um, I think that's the nice thing even if he doesn't come you know to see as you said Biro step up the way he did hopefully um, we can we still have enough Look, many people tip Sussex at the start of the tournament to, to go all the way and win it. I remember when we did here on Cricket Week, our preview show, we had fans on, we had pundits on, and you know the name Sussex came up. Loads of people tipping Sussex to win the Blast. Does that put, do you think, more pressure on Sussex? Not really, because, I mean, we haven't been there for such a long time. You know, we've we've um, we've missed out. We hadn't got, I think it's been four years since we'd even got to the, to the knockout stage. So um, oh, we, we just wanted to go about our business the way we have all season, really. I think that's, you know, credit to, to Dizzy. One of, his, one of his great strengths is the culture and taking the pressure off and just having fun and enjoying it. And, I, you know, I felt the other day for the quarterfinal, it just felt very chilled, very relaxed, the whole group, especially we've got, 
a lot of youngsters we're giving chances to and we're seeing a lot of the youngsters come through and, and playing with a lot of freedom and I think that's down to the environment so um, I, yeah it hasn't really ever felt like that I think any time you've got Rashid Khan in your in your ranks your name's always going to be be up there um, but um, yeah we've just gone about our business quite a lot of people were saying Durham we're going to win the other day and we got through and I'm sure a lot of teams will probably tip in a Somerset or not on the, on the finals day so um, we're just happy with, with, to go there and, and have a lot of fun and, and hopefully it'll come off for us and before I let you go, Luke, just a word on, on Jason Gillespie, the coach. He's a, a legendary player, of course, has had success as a coach in Australia with Yorkshire. What's it been like to work under Gillespie? Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think, I've, you know, it's, as much as I've enjoyed my cricket for a long, long time with um, the environment he's putting together, it's just really good fun. He's a great man manager. As I said, he's he's willing to give people a chance and back um, youngsters. He's been great for me as captain. I know he has for, for Ben Brown as well. And, you know, let's not forget, we, you know, as a team, we've actually, we haven't signed anyone after last season when we when we really struggled. We'd lost Chris Nash um, and Steve McGoffin, two of our big senior players, and not brought anyone in yet. We've, you know, we've completely flipped round our season. So, I mean, it, it just shows the influence he's had. Um, and it's great, you know, everyone's happy. Um, the young lads are happy. The senior boys are happy. And I think it's showing on the pitch. Luke Wright talking to Sam Ellard. So we know the uh, the final lineup almost Sussex Sharks against either Somerset or not, and Lancashire Lightning versus Worcestershire Rapids. Uh, that's pretty much the end of another hour of Darren Goff's Cricket Week. It's uh, it's flown by, Goffy. Uh, mm-hmm. Talking about flying, oh, I wish I liked flying. Off to Sri Lanka for me tomorrow, so I'll be posting back some uh, some stuff for there for next week's show. Good, good luck, mate. Enjoy it. I wish I was going with you because I'm a good flyer. But uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I'll be on, on air doing drive with Adrian Durham. Good stuff. Well, it's been another brilliant hour. It's flown by. Uh, coming up in the second hour of Cricket Week, it's Tester Time, uh, where Goffey looks back at some of the best series he's played in with Ashley Giles and Marcus Triscothic. Yeah, hold that, please. Level five. Thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertzen the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertzen the Channelized Bingbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.